just moving to Chicago and like figuring it out. And so when I like made that move, that was probably the best situation in my life to like not only like boundary setting, but also like getting myself out of a situation that I knew that I couldn't, I shouldn't be in anymore. I remember even like my homie that did pass, he was like, you know, once you move out there and I'll never forget it, but he's like, once you move out there, we won't be as close to friends anymore. And I was like, that fucked me up. I was like, what the fuck? But it was so true in every possible way. And even his parents, even his parents, they're like, don't come back. Don't come back. And I didn't. This is Sad Boy Radio. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sad Boy Radio. I'm your host, Matt. And today we're back with a special guest. Um, Not to get, kill his spotlight, but real quick, right before we get into it, man. We've been going through a lot. We got some new setup here. On top of that, we survived the flood. Cameras luckily survived. Uh, That shit could have been very, very, very fucking bad because I do not got money for new cameras. And we would have been back to square one. So, just so you guys know, when it rains, it's not always bad. Literally. Highs and lows. Go ahead and introduce yourself, man. My name is Demir. Uh, I'm 28 years old and I live in Chicago, Illinois. Um, I am a creative director, um, entrepreneur, and uh, a designer, first and foremost. He didn't even drop the names for who we'd be working with. No, not yet. I always take descriptions for people and kind of their highlights so far, right? Um, Obviously, you said you're from Bosnia, immigrant, right? You've worked with Vic Mensa, Gerbo, Chance the Rapper. You did the Yeezy marketing for you, you know, what does all of this mean, man? Like to be able to reflect on that and see what you've accomplished so far. When I reflect that, I, I, I still am in shock to be completely honest that, that like some of these dreams are still are coming into fruition to like where they where where I am right now. Um, you know, I I think it's still I'm still kinda like, Whoa, is this actually happening? You know what I mean? Like, is it? And you kind of have to like, even with like my homies, when I tell like when I'm they're asking me what I'm doing and what, you know, they're like, I don't think you know what you're doing. And I'm like, not in the sense like you don't know what you're doing, but like I, they don't know, like to the to, there's kind of like saying like to the level that where you're at and what you're doing, I don't think you really, really understand what it is. And I think I'm still processing certain things. Right. Like it's hard. It's like and I'm super humble with it. Like. It's it's just like I'm kind of I'm trying to there's other like names that I want to achieve. There's other people that I want to like work with. There's other things that I still want to do. And I think until I'm kind of maybe an age, maybe it's like a time, maybe it's like a moment that I have to kind of wait for and to like really, really sit down and like get, you know, absorb all that stuff. I'm kind of just like driving right now still. You know what I mean? Like the gas station, I'm seeing all these gas stations and they have all these signs. I'm still like, let me drive, you know? And then once I like change out to be a passenger one day, um, then I'll kind of like feel it and see all the accolades and shit. You got that imposter syndrome right now, right? It's that you accomplish all these things and so many people on the outside look at it as like, damn, like that's crazy. You're doing some amazing shit. But two, it's like, you know, I'm I'm there. I'm going to keep working, and there's so much more to accomplish. Like, I don't see it being done yet. And 
that's one of those hard things that you have to deal with a lot of times because you don't you can't even really appreciate what you do you can't appreciate it for yourself and you still feel like you're not you you feel like you need to accomplish more in life you you feel like there's so much that you're just leaving back right that there's not you haven't achieved that much yeah that first campaign you did or i don't know if it was the first one but you did a huge campaign with easy where you had the million dollar budget talk about that experience i guess i'll start first and foremost like how that experience came to me is through just like crazy mentorship like i you know i I know when I see someone that's super like that's on being that's as driven as I am or I want to be, I I really like try to stay tight to them. One of my, you know, very important people in my life who to this day, you know, carries me like, you know, in every conversation or puts me where I need to be is uh, his name is Jason Eno. Um, And he started he brought Remix Project from uh, from Toronto. Um, which is a nonprofit organization that helps uh, kids in inner inner cities um, and brings them into uh, uh, into studios, uh, environments, into design centers uh, where they can go and work for a few hours and um, pardon uh, build internship credits um, for class for all kinds of amazing things and it's been going on for now for like 13 years in Toronto and they brought it over to Chicago. Um, over at Lacuna Lofts, and um, I joined that program. Um, I joined that program, and I when I when I when I met him, I was like, man, I gotta I gotta know this dude. I gotta know him even more. And I throughout the years of just like progressing as a designer and you know working and hustling and all the shit, I um, I um, was chilling one day, and he hit me. He was like, yo, out of the blue. Like, shit that you just, like, like, what is happening out of the thin air? And I was like, yo, what's good? Sends me a photo. It's him in a room with Kanye and a few other people. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm seeing, I'm with my homies. I think I was at the Bears game or some shit. And I was like, yo what is happening and he's like i have a job for you i was like the fuck do you mean you have a job for me with kanye with with the kanye picture what i was like what do you mean you have a job for me he's like i need you to come to this office tomorrow 9 a.m um i have a project for you and i was like all right so i get there at eight you know because i the most important thing is to always be early and arrive early, like, no matter what. You never know what could happen on the road. You just got to do that, you know? And so I, I showed up. I was there early, and I actually met him right outside, and he was like, yeah, so we're going to do this. And I was like, what? He's like, we're going to do this. We're going to take Kanye to the next level. And at that point, Kanye was also, like, trying to be a presidential candidate. You know, he was doing a lot. Like, you know, it was outside. And... um. I was like infatuated. I was like, let's whatever the fuck we need to do, we'll do it. You know, I was like, yup, yup, yup. And he was like, yeah, you're gonna be in a room right now with all the top creators in Chicago. Um, this, 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 and this person. And I was like, all right, cool. And I was like, what am I doing? He's like, you're gonna be the art director. I was like, this is fucking crazy, yo. How old were you at this time? I was 
23. So 23, and you're the art director in charge of all these top creatives. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. So I got taken upstairs and uh, to the fifth floor um, of this agency. Um, and um, I sat down and kind of started understanding from bits and pieces because the project had already kind of been going on for like maybe a week. You know, but it was like really, really fresh and they were still trying to figure out who's what and what's what and like, you know, get a team together so that like you could serve your client. You know what I mean? So that you could like get everything ready. And yeah, I walked in and, you know, everybody was there and um, they're like this started throwing you know mock this up mock this up this idea we're doing this campaign we're doing this so a whole bunch of ideas and from that day um basically the schedule was like you get there at six eight six o'clock in the morning and you leave around like three o'clock in the morning and you do that every day um and that happened for a month straight um a little over a month every day friday Monday through Sunday. So when did you find time to sleep? I didn't sleep. I did not sleep that entire in that entire campaign um, at all. I didn't see I didn't see my family. I didn't see friends. I didn't see anybody. Like I was missing in action. That is fucking I crazy. I was gone. So what were you guys doing in these rooms then? You have separate like cubbies and shit. So one, one you have the video editors editing, you have concepting, you have uh, designers creating logos, uh, putting decks together, putting ideas together so that he, Kanye can review it and his team can review it. You had, um, you had people running to go get dictionaries. You had producers um, making mock-ups. You had people highlighting dictionaries. Um, I was, I was picking, I was working with a photographer, um, figuring out what photos will go where around the world. Cause we, outside of just the billboard, outside of just the newspapers that we did from LA, New York, Chicago, London, Boston, Detroit, um, we did camp, we did billboards all around the world. So it was like not only a million dollar buy, it was like a, I think they spent around like $13 million or so just for billboards all around the world. Um, and so, yeah, I got to, I got to really like sit there and design, you know, the type for, um, design the setup for the, the, the newspaper, how it's gonna, what the layout is, billboards, the layout, uh, you know, mocked up ideas like, hey, you can, you can wear this hat um, on no bullshit, that red hat that he wore, that was an early, early, early idea that was in one of the decks that got taken after the project was over, and he wore that at, at the White House. Damn. So that was like, it went, you know, like you started from scratch, and then it ended up like years later, it was like in the White House. I was like, holy shit, that was crazy. You know, like... You know, it was, it was, it was unbelievable. Like, I remember, like, I really, really remember calling my brother one time and he, or he called me and he was like, what's up with you? And I was like, I'm working for Kanye. And he was like, what? And I was like. He probably thought you were crazy or no, something. No, he, he was like, yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. He was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, we talked maybe for like two minutes and I was like, I got to go. And yeah, 
that was it. What do you feel like you did well? I had a lot of people come up to me and be like, yo, how long have you been working for this agency? And I was like, I just started the other day. They're like, looks like you've been here for a minute, you know, like, and that was like my first real, real agency experience. And to like have that, you know, like when somebody says that to you, kind of like you kind of like peck your like chest up a little bit. You know what I mean? Like it lifts you a little bit. So I was like, all right, let's go. You know, and I was like, I was really like considered like the studio designer. Like I knew how to like, I know how to mess around on Photoshop, InDesign, uh, Illustrator, any of those like creative cloud things. I can pretty much know how to like maneuver in all of them. So I was able to like just finesse through all of it. Um, and I understand the language. I think understanding the language and the agency and understanding the process, like being on time is a huge thing, right? Like, but then providing the proper assets like hey this file goes to this like those were like i things that uh oh i'm sorry actually the biggest thing during this campaign i was in school too i was in college so you were wrapping up school and then also working whatever those fucking crazy hours were yeah so there was one class that i could not miss and i had to go to that class that class particularly when i would like leave I would leave for a couple hours like from the, the agency and i would go back to the agency and like then you know then go home around like three and then come back around six. But there was a particular class that I had to be in. Um, and I think that th that's probably answers you too. Like I was able to like multitask really well, you know, like I was like on top of my shit at school I was on top of my shit at the agency. Like I was, I was like, if I'm going to be busy and understand what busy means, I'm going to take it. Let's go full fledged, you know? And like, that was, I think that was like the biggest thing for me is like, I knew I was like, I'm going to handle as much stress as I can. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to go full. I'm going to understand what being under stress means. Like it, what it really means, you know? Mm -hmm. Damn. Fucks. And you went to UIC, right? I graduated from UIC. Yeah. What year did you graduate? Couldn't even tell you, but it was like three, four years ago. That's when you get to the point where you're like, man, I don't give a fuck. I just wanted to finish. Right. Yeah. I mean, after freshman year, I felt the same way. Like yeah. I was like, ah, oh, I need to leave. So sophomore year, ah, oh, I need to leave. Junior year, ah, oh, I need to leave. And I was a senior. I was like, ah, oh, just finish this shit. Just do this shit and just walk out. You know? What do you wish you did better? During that process? Mm. I think boundary setting is always like you wish you could have done better. But I think in that time, like, I was that age, I was going through those things. It's like, you kind of have to, like you have to do your 10,000 hours, right? So mm -hmm. it's like, and plus, right? Like you have to do the 10,000 hours and then plus, plus the 10,000 hours. So it's like, cause it's like, you have to understand how to boundary set, you know? Cause like your personal life is, your mental health, your physical health, all those things matter. But I think like sometimes we just like push that to the side and like, this is what I have to worry about. So I wish like early on, not only in that campaign, but I just wish early on I would have started learning how to like boundary set a little bit more with like, no, I'm actually, I'm busy. I'm doing this right now. Or I, ha I have to do this first and then I, I can do this. Right. So like in that time, I could have probably like separated some school time and then separated some like work time for myself, you know, but I kind of like piled everything onto one and just did it. Um, did it affect me? Like, is it? Do I have like severe stress over it now? No. Like, it it's passed since then. But I think in just reflecting on it, I probably would have been like a little bit more like, because that I could have taken that and then like that skill, I could have put that into like into Notion a little bit 
after you know what i mean like because like after that part of my like it just i continued to stay busy you know what i mean i still didn't learn how to like boundary set properly you know mm. like, i'm still learning how to b boundary set properly even to this day like you know what i mean like i'm still like learning how to like say no to certain things or like oh i can do that next week not today that's one of those hard skills that you got to pick up anyways eventually over time right and but when you're fucking working with the biggest artists in the world especially kanye at that time because he's making headlines you know he's he's starting the fashion he's doing all of that and you were just basically handpicked to hop onto this project you know it's like how do you say no to something like that mm -hmm. and when you receive these opportunities they come at you so fast that you're like well fuck I'm just going to take it. You, there's no time to boundary set. So I think that that's just one of those lessons you got to learn while you're young, right? Because you, like you said, you got to put in your 10,000 hours. You got to pay your dues before you're able to even say like, this is, this is my show I'm running. My life is, you know, it's my show and you're not going to tell me what the fuck to do and how to run it. But that's that, right? For you, how is the experience of working with these top, you know, Chicago artists and top artists in general impacted your self-perception? I think I've tried really, really hard throughout this whole experience of, like, working with these artists to, like, always be myself and to always, like, stay true. I feel like that sounds cliche, but I really, really tried hard not to, like, almost, like, become infatuated with my own self. You know what I mean? Like, I've tried really hard not to, like, ego boost my own self um, because, I, you know, I I don't need it. I, I, I do this because, like, first, I love being creative, you know? It's, like, in me. And then, second, I do it because, like, this is what I said I was going to do. So I have no, like, no time to really, like, boost myself on on something that's, like, that I, I, I think I'm gonna be able to like multiply three, four, five, six, seven times over. Like I'm gonna keep doing this. You know what I mean? Like I'm not I'm not about to like I'm gonna continue doing this. I'm gonna keep going down the road that it's like, you know, like and I don't need like the light right now. I really don't. You know, like I don't I'm just I'm just putting out like I'm just trying to put out the best work I can put out, you know, and like really get at the end of the day, all I want is like plaques and accolades and awards, and I want to be considered one of the best. You know, like put me in that put me in that chart, and I'll feel great about it. But outside of that, I don't really need much. You know, I don't really need like I don't need anybody like knowing who I am like that. You know, it's mm -hmm. all about like feeling important within yourself. You know, making sure that you love yourself and making sure that like that shit is like. You're doing it for yourself and not others. You don't need the validation from others. And I think that's one of the most important things to hold on to, right? But it's hard. It's hard when you're always kind of getting that spotlight. And obviously, when it comes to social media, that's what you're putting out there. You're putting out your achievements and everything you've done. And it's kind of like, man, I like this shit. I, I like this attention, right? For me, especially because this is what we do. You know, we put out videos every week and the point is to connect with other people it's yeah. to make sure that the people that are watching are feeling the same shit right yeah, 
And when we find that success, we start to be viewed differently by our peers, by the people who we surround ourselves with, which in turn makes us think differently of ourselves, right? I took a song from Drake, Too Much, where he says, most people in my position get complacent, want to come places with star girls, and they end up on them front pages. I'm quiet, but I just ride with it. Moment I stop having fun, I'll be done with it. And I took this one because you gained the success, right? And you lose that meaning of why you did it. You lose the meaning behind the art and all of that shit, right? And just like he said, most people that are in my position will get complacent. They'll get complacent with the success. They'll get complacent with everything that they've achieved. And they'll forget about why they're doing it. They'll forget, you know, what was so fun about it. You do it until it's too late. So for you, what situation has this in what situation has this happened to you? What do you mean? Has there ever been a situation for you where you just kind of, you know, you work hard and you, you kind of, you let that success get to you a little bit? When I was in school, um, I had to build a resume and it was for the design program at, at UIC and I had to build a resume out and I put all the, everything that I did already while I was in school and the lady's reviewing my resume as she's reviewing all, all, everybody else's and she came to mine and she goes what is all this and i was like well, this is, these are things that i've done she's like you did what and i was like i designed that i branded that i worked with this brand i did this and this and you know i i felt myself i was like i i achieved all this and she was like you didn't do this shit and i was like well she didn't say shit but she was like you didn't do this and i was like I did do this like this is what I did like and I remember kids like sitting around like these college students they're like looking at me and I'm like is no is no one gonna say that I did this like we all know that I did this you know and everybody's like looking around I'm like no I did this and I think at that moment I was like no I did this like this is this is my work like I I deserve I did this and she had gone about she had ended it on like you're gonna edit your resume and turn in a new one and I was like, no, I won't. And I folded that piece of paper, put it in an envelope, put my name on it. That's what you were supposed to do. And then I, at the end of class, I put it there and I left class. And that was the last I ever heard of it. I was never going, I was like, I'm not going to edit something that I already, that I know that is what I did. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that was my work. Yeah. I like, I put in those hours and I put in that time. And I think at that moment, I was like, I deserve my credit. You know, I deserve this, like, I deserve that, you know? Mm -hmm. I think I, I feel like I, I should have gotten more credit while I was in school from the teachers. You know what I mean? Like, I was, like, hustling all the time. I was I, I, I think I hustled every kid that was in my class, you know? I don't think I know. And, and I feel like I should have been, like, spotlighted. Like, you know? Like, now to the point where I'm, like, I'm calling UIC and I ask for interns to come and work at Published, you mm -hmm. know? Like... And the teachers are like, oh, my gosh, I'm so happy you're still in design. I'm like, hey, have you heard from that teacher that did that shit to you? No, nah, I'm never going to talk to that lady. That's like, fucked up. That lady doesn't deserve my time. So talk about published real quick, man. Before we hop too deep into this personal yeah. shit, right? Talk about yeah. published. It's obviously your company. So published is a design boutique and a print a print, uh, print house. So we do. Uh, I am, It's a boutique uh, specifically that works with artists. Um, and small businesses um, in, in multiple facets. Uh, right now, we're, 
we work heavily in the cannabis industry, um, in the legal cannabis industry. Um, and then as far as artists, we have uh, G Herbo under the umbrella. We have Chance the Rapper under the umbrella. We have Vic Mensa under it. Um, and then we have 93 Boys, Nobody's Home, uh, Viola. Um, uh, what else do I have? I got Adidas under it. And what do you do exactly for them? So right now, creative directing, branding, strategy, consulting. Have you directed a video? Uh, no, I haven't directed. Have I directed a video? No, I haven't directed a video, no. Mm. No, I haven't directed a video. But, I, you know, I can't, I, I can't see. I, I won't say I won't. You know what I mean? But uh, no, I haven't gotten into it. I feel like I've pondered it, but I haven't gotten the opportunity to really like seize that yet. Who's the one artist you would want to come to you and be like, Ayo, direct this video for me? Well, that's a hard question. I didn't think that was going to be so hard. Damn, yeah, I thought uh, yeah. that was a basic question. Yeah, that, that, I felt a little too basic asking that. Uh, you know, it's hard when you're already working with the people <laughs> you want to work with. Shit, it would be crazy to do like Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Yeah, that would be crazy, but... And I think more so to, like, learn from it. You know what I mean? Not to, like, do it and be like, no, nah, let's get this perspective. I think to, like, learn from him, to understand his point of view. You know what I mean? I think the point of view that they're getting across, um, like, recently and have been doing in the, in the videos in the past, like, I want to be in that mind state. You know what I mean? Like, I really want to, like, learn from it. Like, I don't need the directing position. I, need, I, I would be, like, down to, like just be part of that production you know to like oh that's how they got there you know so that i could take that and then use it for somebody else that's that i would love that opportunity his mind is fucking crazy like immediately i think of the humble video right and how they did that or his performance at the super bowl you know for sure he put that together just based on his messages that he's always trying to get across right and people are always fucking concepting on man, this is what Kendrick means. This is what Kendrick means. And he never he never truly reveals what he means. Yeah, you, know? you, ne you never really know what direction he's going. You know what I mean? And I love that. And I think, too, like, with that Humble video, that it's, like, that video, that concept of, like, the heads, right, that got carried on to so many other videos. Like, it transpired into, like, we saw it everywhere else, you know? And so many people got influenced by, by that, by that video alone that I like, I wanna be in that circle. You know, I wanna like, I wanna know how, how like what their mood board looks like. Like that's, that interests me more than like, more than like I'm gonna direct for him. Like I wanna be like, that's a, how to, let's create that concept. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that, who, that, you know, what book did that come from? Mm -hmm. What like, what video did that come from? Like, or did it not, did it, was it just like pure thought you want to be in the room to know what what yeah. what's all happening yeah like i'm more interested in that the way your mind works right it's so different from how everybody else's mind works because you're thinking okay what's the next strategy the creativity process just like you said it wouldn't be for the directing position it'd be so i can pick their brain and learn from them yeah most people wouldn't say that no they wouldn't you mentioned wanting to be confident and secure and you know you're yourself your relationships and just having that right you mentioned confidence a lot when we first talked who is it you want to be if i could put everybody that i love that i inspire to be in a pot and melt it i want to be that person you know what i mean like when i work with when i work with 
anybody who becomes my mentor, I take, I try to take all the goods from them and all the bads from them and toss the bads and add the goods to myself, right? So that I can add that into the, like my next, my next day, you know, like the next day I wake up so I can like be that person. Um, I want to be, I want to be the best version of myself. And when I say that, I think we wake up every day and we know what we have to do mentally and physically and spiritually, right? Like we know when we wake up, we're like, damn, I should be at the gym or I should do this and I got to eat and I got to do this. And I think we, you know, life then starts happening and time starts ticking. And then you're like, ah, I couldn't get to the gym. I'm gonna do that tomorrow. But like the bet that person, I want to be that person, that person that wakes up and is like, I'm going to do this, 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 this and achieves all the and checks all those things in that day. You know what I mean? And I feel like I'm still working on that. Like I didn't get to go to the gym today because the day was kind of like I still had to move around, get run errands, do this and that. And like but I woke up thinking that I wanted to go. I, I woke up not thinking that I want to go, but I woke up thinking that I needed to go. You know what I mean? So I, I want to be the person that like that checks all those things off in like the things that I have to do in my life. Let's take it back real quick to you take all those things from people and you add it to yourself, right? We're going to touch more on that. But first this, what's one of the biggest lessons you've learned from somebody and how have you added it to yourself? The biggest thing I think I've learned, and I'll say this, uh, you know, I've, I've said this earlier about like being on time all the time. I think I, I learned that from my grandpa and that was like a big, a huge lesson. And it's gotten me, a, it's got me a every, probably mostly every opportunity I've ever gotten in my life because of that notion. My grandpa instilled in me that uh, to always be on time and to be to be on time is to be late. So I always show up 30 or an hour before any anything that I'm whoever I'm supposed to meet. Um, and that goes not only to, into meetings, but into like the work. Right. So I don't I don't turn things in late. I turn things on like I'm going to you need this today. I'm going to do it today. You know what I mean? And I, I feel like that's how I like that's how I get so many. That's how I, that's how I get my business, because that's why people say go to him, go to mirror, go to the mirror, you know, and I've heard it so many times from so many people. Like, I'm like, how did you how did you why did you hit me up? They're like, because everybody's saying your name, mm-hmm. you know, and like it's they it you know, and those things, those values are important to people, you know. And I find that to be important values into people too. So like interns and all that, I really, I I need them to be on time. Damn, I was late today. My bad. <laughs> no, nah, I, I get you. Um, but see, this is your show, so I I can't I can't be mad at you about that. But like, if you want my time, then I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna have I'm gonna feel the type of way. That's actually one of the biggest lessons my cousin taught me. He's like, whenever somebody do, and on a smaller scale, right? He used to be a hiring manager. And he said that if this person did not show up at least five minutes early, I, w- I would interview them, but they weren't getting the job I already knew immediately. So ever since then, I'm like, damn, I guess I got to be early. But especially when it comes to that, right, you have a bunch of artists depending on you, depending on your work getting out on time. I know the struggle because I got to make my own fucking posters, my own shit, right? And when that when it's not prepared on time, it's like, fuck, it's it's stressful. So for you to be able to get all of that material to the artist even earlier than they expected, 
that's what fucking matters and obviously it's working out for you right so let's move back forward right you said that you're working on being a better version of yourself every single day in what ways right now can you grow personally to achieve that the last two weeks i've been waking up at six o'clock in the morning that's a new habit um and only trying to stay in like in bed for like another 30 i had a cute little puppy so it's a little hard sometimes to like you know once you get up it starts barking and shit so i try to seize those 30 minutes to really cuddle with the little fucker um but outside of that like waking up early turn to you know opening the blinds so i can see the sunrise i think those are like important things and um that that was a huge step that takes like Trust me, I've been trying to wake up at six o'clock in the morning for the last like two months. Hard. It is hard. It is a difficult thing because not only do you have to go to bed a little bit early, right? Like it's like maintaining like the night before, right? Like you can't go to bed at two o'clock and then try to wake up at six. Like you're fucked. You're fucked. That mental clock has to be on point. And then like physically, like you, I have to make sure that I was that I ate a couple times in the day that I got enough like nutrition in me and all that stuff. So it took a little bit, you know, probably longer than s- most other people, you know, two months. Oh my God, that's so much. I could do that tomorrow. But it's like, no, nah, it took some time. So the waking up is like a huge thing that I'm trying to like, is like continue to do. Um, Cause you know, I, you, we read, st- I read, you know, um, uh, newspapers all the time and articles about like you know the six hour six hour um sleep and then like beginning to have that drive in the morning and then because ma- you are i feel like you know since i've been doing it i've definitely been more you know aware and also more on point in the morning like by eight o'clock in the morning i have no emails I've already gotten all my emails out where like at eight o'clock, I'm like, oh, wow, I'm chilling for a second. And then I can like go and walk the dog. I can go and make myself some breakfast. I was like, damn, it's only, and then you get to like 11. I'm like, it's only 11? I'm like, what the fuck? It's only 11 in this bitch? And that's like shocking. You know what I mean? You wake up at eight. 11 is like a couple hours away. You know what I mean? Because by the time you get out, shower, all the shit, it's like 10. It's like then 11 is like. So I think waking up at 6 has like, I'm like, damn, I get more out of my day right now. Mm-hmm. And I am getting a lot more out of my day. Like I'm still like I have more energy and where I can like, you know, it's I, I think it's been great. That's mm-hmm. honestly the biggest thing in my life right now. You don't crash midway through like around 3, 4 o'clock? I did used to crash but i think adding in like stretching into my routine and adding a little bit of workout into my routine but also like i think the biggest thing that i've also been going on and like what i was talking to my homie the other day when we had lunch i was like he's like are you i'm still hungry and i was like you know what i'm at like 80 percent full and that's where i like to be you know because like once you get to that 100 percent full you that's when you start crashing right or like the coffee the midday coffee and then you get the crash after that i don't drink coffee yeah my boy's healthy the shit flies by. Yeah, it's like my therapist. That ass. I be having one hour sessions with him. He's like, yeah, so we're going to have to cut off. I'm like, all right. Oh, that's a real thing where they hit you with the, your time's up. No, 100%. It's a real thing. 
He's like, yeah, so we're done here. And I'm like, ah, we are, aren't we? Have you ever just scheduled more time? Yeah, I actually invited him to my studio, and I got, like, three hours with him. It was amazing. I, I was like, he was like, wow, that went pretty quick. I was like, oh, it did. It, it, dude, three hours to, like, put everything out is, like, you feel so good after that. I'm glad you're self-aware, bro. Most people aren't. Well, the pandemic did that. The pandemic fucked you up? No, it didn't fuck me up, but I was like, I don't want to be fucked up. You know what I mean? I was like, mm, I'm not going to go down that route. Like, I was like, and all my homies, like, all my homies, we all have the same therapist. It's probably not good, right, to say <laughs> that, but no, it's decent. We don't talk, we don't, we don't like, I'm not like talking about my homies and shit. I'm talking about my life. But yeah, we all have the same therapist. He's like a therapist and probably, if you all want one, I, I'll hook it up. But um, yeah, he's, he fucks with our group, like, heavily. He, like, fucks with who we are, and we're a really close-knit group, and um, some have been seeing him for five years. I've been seeing him for a, a year and a half now, you know, some seven. Um, but he's, like, he has a, a business. He's an entrepreneur as well, so he has, like, he can talk to us in that world. And then he also is a therapist in the sense of, like, you know, relationships and family and all that stuff and integral of process of growing up, and it's, you know, it's been great. Sounds like you got a cool-ass therapist. He's an amazing therapist. What's one of the biggest lessons you took away from therapy so far? I would say, like, immediately, like, working on, like, my past. Working on, like, uh, you know, boundaries is a huge thing, you know? Like, I keep saying boundaries, but boundaries has been a huge thing, not only with, like, work, but with family, you know? Like, you know, um, I think we all grow up in certain situations that, like, you know, our family has, like, classic styles of living, right? Especially my parents who are from Bosnia. Like, like you know, they. my mom has this thing, and, you know, my mom has this thing where it's, like, she grew up where she had needed to be, they need, if you weren't home on time, then you were in trouble, you know? And that was kind of ingrained in my, my upbring, upbringing as well. Like, you know, you have to be home at this time, but, like, you with your homies, you're like, I want to stay out a little bit more. You know, like, those are things that I was, like, I didn't really understand. And, like, even to this day, like, sometimes my mom is, like, still, ch like, are you home yet? And I'm, like, mom, come on. Like, we're not there anymore. Like, you know, like, we got to chill out a little bit. Like, you know, if I go out the country, it's, like, did you do this? Did you do this? And it's, like, just relax. It's, everything is good. I'll call you. I'll, I'll make sure everything is okay. So it's, like, really, like, walking p other people through that process and being able to like just talk it through like hey you know because like when i was a little kid i'd be like oh yep okay mm, mm. you know what i mean and it's like you get sweaty and like you don't know how to like answer and shit now it's like now like have like the best relationship with my f my parents with my family like everybody because like i know how to like communicate like mm -hmm. hey everything's good i'm don't worry about that. That's not something that you need to be worrying about. Let me worry about that. You worry about this. Worry about what you're doing, not what I'm doing. And with that experience, it really does, it takes a toll on you in the way that you view authority figures. Um, just like you said, boundaries, right? I had a conversation with my mom about that where uh, we were talking and I'm like, you know, the way that you guys kind of were with me, like, oh, just like you said, be home on time, do this, do that. Don't talk back to your elders, stuff like that, right? Now my mom's like, oh, well, you know, if your aunt or uncle's wrong, you know, you could tell them, but in a respectful way. Back in the day, it wasn't 
don't tell them don't tell them shit don't talk back to them at all just say okay and keep it moving and i told her i'm like you know that's probably why i have an issue when it comes to you know having i would say kind of conflict with somebody that's in a higher position than me because say i get called into somebody's office immediately i start being fucking anxious i get just like you said sweaty all that type of shit when it comes to like talking to my homies i'm gonna be cool right but when it comes to somebody that's in a position where i could actually get in fucking trouble i'm just like it's all it's all downhill it's a it's a rabbit hole for the day what helps with the with the therapist is that i get to go through this like oh well he'll ask you like he'll propose questions like what are you gonna so what are you gonna say then Mm -hmm. what are you gonna what are you gonna talk about and then i'm like what am i gonna talk about and he's like yeah like tell me like how you're gonna go like and fix this problem you know what i mean and then like he walks you through like those things that you're gonna say so like communication is like obviously something that i um i have a little bit of an issue with just because of my you know being an immigrant right so i'm like i feel like i'm still formulating certain words or certain feelings like i'm still trying to like understand those things and like with the therapist it allows me to like um just like oh i can say it like this you know or i can go about it in this route and the social norms are just different between obviously like the different countries and the cultures just stuff like that you touched a great point though with the boundaries right um immediately what came to mind was the song still yours by big sean and he says that feel so out of character to play your role sometimes you got to break your heart to save your soul and sometimes you find yourself in a place where you have to separate yourself from people whether that's in a romantic relationship a friendship or even just like we were talking about our parents right you got to separate yourself from those relationships in a small sense or in a big sense and it can be drastic to the way you're living your life and the way that you you know the the way that you're feeling every day uh recently i've really been dealing with that where i'm like fuck i'm i'm kind of losing touch with everything that i built and losing touch with the person that i want to be because i'm working so hard to save relationships or i'm working so hard to maintain relationships that could really take a back seat if i needed it to i just realized that like if you ever have to question yourself you have to question your position with people right just like you said back to that confidence thing you're questioning that position that you have within somebody's life and questioning your worth it's kind of like what the fuck what's going on you know what i'm saying um i don't know that's that's kind of how i've been recently for you how have your relationships impacted your growth so when i was like a kid i wouldn't say i wasn't with the wrong crowd but i wasn't with the crowd that i knew that i was going to be able to like grow old with mm-hmm. um and that affected me a, a lot because i knew that like i was like damn i'm gonna have to like i'm not gonna have those like that like disney story where it's like i grew up with the friends and i'm gonna have the same friends when i'm like 40 50 years old you feel me um i grew up in a situation you know, I had friends that dealt with like drug addiction a lot um, and depression, um, and I lost a lot of homies because of uh, of the uh, heroin pandemic. Um, more than I can count, to be honest. Um, and like a few months, uh, several months ago, like six months ago, I lost like the one, um, like my best best friend that I was like, damn, that one fucked me up and 
um, at a when I was like 18, um, and like I was, you know, chilling with everybody. I knew I was like, yeah, this isn't the route for me, you know. And I was like, I need to like, I need to look at some some other like, I need to figure out an out. You know, and that was for me, like, that's when I started, like, really, like, beginning to design. Like, I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to learn this program and I'm going to, like, take this. And I would stay after school instead of going and chill with, like, homies and smoke weed and shit. I would stay after school and try to figure, learn how to, like, use the Illustrator program at, at school, like, in the library. Um, or, like, during lunch, everybody would go and sneak out and go smoke weed. I would stay at lunch and go and you know, try to learn how to design and just try to get better at this craft because I started understanding that that wasn't the route that I wanted to go go down, you know? I had teachers, like, questioning me. I had, like, police officers bringing me into, like, um, into the dean's office and being like, you're high. And I was like, I'm not high. Did I smoke? Yes, but I was not, like, I wasn't smoking. I wasn't smoking in the middle of the day. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I'm not high. And they would, like, try to do all these tests. And I started understanding. I was like, yeah, this isn't, like, what I don't want to be under this pressure. You know, it makes you feel like you walk into, you walk in, and you're like, your heart's bursting and shit. I'm like, I didn't even do anything. And I'm fucking, like, what you were saying earlier, it's like this, like, these, like, leader, like, leadership is kind of, like, looking at you, you're like, the fuck am I supposed to do right now? So I started understanding that. And I started, like, really, like, um, knowing that, like, I had to leave the situation. And that situation was moving to Chicago. Um, and, like, doing, leave, just moving to Chicago and, like, figuring it out. And so when I, like, made that move, that was probably the best situation in my life to, like, not only, like, boundary setting, but also, like, getting myself out of a situation that I knew that I, couldn't, I shouldn't be in anymore. <laughs> Um, and my homies that, that remained there, you know, um, they knew it was like, we were like, it was like the, end, the beginning of the end kind of situation. Cause like, I remember even like my homie that did pass, he was like, you know, once you move out there and I'll never forget it, but he's like, once you move out there, we won't be as close to friends anymore. And I was like, that fucked me up. I was like, what the fuck? But it was so true in every possible way and even his parents even his parents they're like don't come back don't come back and i didn't man so to close out you know for you what did that do to you you know having to having that conversation and knowing that you know once i leave i'm i'm creating this boundary and i'm gonna be me i think it made me the person i am today 100 percent it knew i knew that i like reese i like almost like reconfigured my situation like i went from being like the the youngest kid in that group to being like um being like i really this is where i have to change the like course of my life for like the betterment of myself you know like not you know because once you like understand that it's like this isn't gonna go anywhere i i understood that like i had to do the shit by myself you know and like i had a small clothing company when i was in like high school that i was like selling t-shirts and shit just being a hustler and and like i always wanted my homie like i always like wanted my homies to like like what you guys are doing right now like, this is amazing. You know what I mean? Like, having homies in a room and, like, you all got the same mission. Like, that's amazing. That's 
like that's a that's a dream you know and i didn't have that i didn't have like i didn't have homies that were like oh we're gonna help you and i'm gonna do this for you and we're gonna do this right like i was like damn i gotta do this shit all by myself and so knowing that i was like i have to like turn the page and i'm gonna do this shit like i was like i'm gonna do this shit and i got into like uh got into uic i landed an internship my first uh, as a freshman uh at uic i landed an internship at a digital marketing company um i um started thinking a little bit more clear i got my own apartment i was paying for school i was paying for my apartment i was paying like i did i was like i'm doing this shit um and at that level i leveled up i was like i'm leveling up and i had started exceeding like the people that i was growing up with you know not in a flashy way but i started like noticing i was like oh it's we're in we're different people Mm -hmm. and it worked out how it worked out you know and um there's no bad love on anybody it's just like i had to do i had to do what i had to do for for um the better of myself and my family just like the lyric says sometimes you got to break your heart to save your soul save yourself and leave behind the people that don't serve you no more yeah but man thank you i really appreciate it i appreciate your time and you just dropping knowledge on us bro i feel like you you got so much more to you know drop on us and hopefully we can continue this working relationship bro for sure i appreciate you that's gonna be all today thank you for watching make sure you go ahead like comment subscribe make sure you check out public published studios right Published studios and man, keep an eye out for his work. Gerbo, Chance the Rapper, Vic Mensa, and the 93 Boys. Yes, sir. Thank you guys. Sad Boys for real. Peace out. This is Sad Boy Radio.